Hello, fitness enthusiasts. Welcome back to another episode of Redefining Fitness with Sass Factor Fitness. And I want to ask you, are you interested in the journey to rediscover and become your most authentic fit self? To explore new ways to reduce pain, to increase energy and strength, and to improve your overall well-being so that you can look and feel your best inside and out. Well, Redefining Fitness with Sass Factor Fitness serves masters athletes, first responders, fitness enthusiasts that experience chronic pain or injuries or illnesses who want to get back to doing the activities in life that they enjoy. Active people just like you experiencing difficulty between that point where your doctor releases you to return to normal activity and you're actually back to your normal level of activity. Now, there's a huge gap between those two places, and that gap is usually the place where we experience pain, re-injury, or other barriers to true recovery. It's most definitely where I found myself stuck for many years after significant injury and before I found a way back to peak fitness, and I want to share with you what I learned along the way, and I want to share it in hopes that it may help you navigate the way back to your optimal fitness. Now, the reason that that gap exists between medical release and actually resuming your level of normal activity is that regardless the issue, regardless what we're dealing with at the time as individuals, the amount of physical therapy that any of us receives tends to be just about enough to get out of that red zone, you know, the vulnerable time right after the injury or surgery when movement is limited and it's intentional in order to restore mobility. And once you're out of that critical space and functioning fairly normally, fairly normally for basic activity, the medical industry just kind of says you're released to continue normal activity or to resume normal activity. Well, the issue is that for athletes, normal activity is generally much higher than the average individual and usually much higher than where our body is situated at the time of our release. So in other words, we have way more work to be done to get back to our normal than what our mind believes. And many of us do much more than we're ready for in that moment even though we believe we've dialed things back considerably. I mean, we think we pulled it all the way back to the start, but we didn't, you know? And and I don't know about you, but when my doc says you're cleared to resume normal activity, I think I'm cleared to resume my level of normal activity. Now, I know I can't pick up right where I left off, that I have a bit more to go. And, you know, I know I have to back it up a little bit, But at the time of medical release, any time that I experienced it, where I thought I was at had rarely been where I truly was at on my journey back to my baseline after injury or disruption to training. And that's the case for most of the athletes I know. We never want to regress our training back to the place we probably should be. We have to be told over and over again by our bodies that we are not yet ready for whatever the heck it is we are doing to it. And this is particularly true considering the average number of therapy sessions that tends to get approved. And that number is about eight, which means that you're generally doing work for about a month. And if we should need more, the doctor has to request more, which generally they'll give up to somewhere around 
12 or maybe 20 sessions total at the outset, which is generally about three months total. And in the scheme of physiological change, that's very few. That's very few sessions and that's very, that's very little time. The point that I'm trying to make here is that physical therapy sessions are generally not designed to take us all the way back to our baseline. They're designed to get us started down the road. Getting a baseline is left up to us. However, we're now left in a situation to figure out how to progressively increase our load given our current capabilities. And what we know and what we desire to do is how we'd progressively loaded before the injury changed things for us and for our bodies. And that's the place where things get tricky because our minds often will have us doing way too much or way too little. And the external support and feedback we get is pretty much the same. Friends and loved ones are telling us to give up our activities of choice or to push through pain, which, you know, may not always be optimal or wise counsel under the circumstances. Now, here's where the problem gets even thicker. You're an athlete, you're a fitness enthusiast, and you know, you're a person who enjoys a high level of intense activity. And what you've probably been doing thus far in PT um, with regard to your rehabilitation and your recovery has probably been very low intensity movements that are focused on building a foundation of strength and are trying to recondition your body to move efficiently and effectively again. Now, our body is designed to move in patterns that are effective and efficient for all movement so that we can enjoy activity and it doesn't cause us pain. Now, reestablishing those patterns, which were likely altered as a result of injury or sometimes just from everyday life, allows us to enjoy movement again that's pain-free. But as an athlete, as a person who enjoys doing a high level of activity, what happens is that we tend to believe that those exercises to reestablish optimal movement patterns are not enough. And they might even leave you thinking that, you know, That silly exercise that the PT suggested simply is not sufficient to improve my fitness. I I, I can feel that. I know that. Some of you are thinking that. I know. Some of you are thinking, because this was me for a while, that that kind of nonsense, it's not going to move the needle on fitness. It's not going to move the needle on my fitness improvement. And so the first thing, you know, you or I try to do is start doing what you used to do. Because your doctor said you're released to resume normal activities. And some of us, myself included, jump to what that normal activity level was or just below what that normal activity level was prior to the injury or the disruption. But generally speaking, the place that we choose is much further down the road to recovery than we really are. And we end up either hurting ourselves or causing pain. And then we go the exact opposite direction and stop altogether because you know what? We're thinking that sucked. And we end up in this loop of pain, injury, inactivity, activity, pain. And we have no idea how to make it stop. And in both circumstances, our brain is saying, that's not good. We don't want to do that. We don't want to bring about the pain that we were in when we had that injury. So you know what? How about we just don't do that movement? How about we don't do that activity? Or you know what? Better yet, how about we don't do any activity? And beyond that, while you're dealing with that, you may have people feeding that thought press, 
process. They're looking at you and telling you, yeah, man, I don't know. You may not be able to do that activity anymore. And you're fighting with your brain and you're fighting with yourself thinking, you know, I don't know, maybe I can't do that activity anymore because I can't do it right now without causing pain or more injury. And that happens because we've been in a cycle of creating pain for ourselves by jumping too far down the road or doing nothing because we're trying to avoid that pain. And we don't know how to get from point A to point B. And that's why I'm here. And that's what my calling is. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Sin, and I'm a NASM certified personal trainer with the corrective exercise specialty. And more significantly, I'm a former competitive athlete turned fitness enthusiast and first responder. And I have experienced multiple sports and work injuries and made the difficult journey back to former levels of fitness. And I'm here to stand in the gap, stand in that big gap and say, hey, you know what? I know of a path that you can take for you as an individual to get off that merry-go-round of pain and injury, to get off that roller coaster of over and then under activity, and to let you know that that path, it's based on you. It's based on whatever your situation is. And the movements that might be helpful to you to get you from point A to point B. Now, you know you can't jump to the end. You're going to have to walk it. And if you can walk it, you can get there. And you can get there because I got there. And I know that if I can get there, then you can too. But if you quit, you're definitely not going to get there. And if you keep running ahead, if you continue to run ahead, you're likely going to have a difficult time either getting there or maintaining your place when you do get there. There's going to be in front of you what feels like a long journey because you're going to have to spend a lot more time doing those movement patterns and those exercises that you want to turn your nose up at, that you want to say, don't do anything for anybody, that you may believe don't have any connection to actually improving your fitness level. But they really do because they're the foundation. Those movements create the bulk of your foundation of fitness. And without a foundation, what are you building on? It's like a house. If you're building your house that you want to live in and put all of your prized possessions in, your loved ones in, are you going to do that on a poor foundation? I'm going to hazard a guess that's a no. So you know that foundation needs to be strong. That foundation has to be level. That foundation has to have all of the ingredients inside of it that a stable foundation has. And there's so much that has to go into that structural creation so that your house doesn't come crumbling down, so that your house can withstand earthquakes, it can withstand water and rain, it can withstand heavy winds, it can withstand with whatever life wants to throw at it. If your foundation is not structurally sound, the house you built on top of it also won't be structurally sound. And that, quite frankly, is where most of us find ourselves. It's that we get released from our doctors to resume our normal activities, and we skip over pouring a foundation, and we start to build a house of fitness on top of quicksand. We start building a structure that we want to live in on shoddily created foundation, on hastily created foundation, sometimes on no foundation at all. And there's so much that goes into creating that fitness foundation, even though outwardly it looks like in your foundation for the house, let's stick with that analogy, 
when you look at that foundation, it looks like a giant slab of concrete, right? It just looks like a slab of concrete. Like that's all there is. It's one thing. But truthfully, there's so much more to it, you know, and you might think, okay, well, all I need is cement because to the untrained eye, cement and concrete look the same, but they're very different. And as far as foundations are concerned, cement's an ingredient of concrete. Now I say that to say this, sometimes we miss crucial ingredients in our fitness plan while we're headed to our baseline, while we're running down the road to our baseline. And sometimes people offer us cement when what we really need is concrete and we don't know the difference until it fails. We don't notice the difference until it fails. You have to think about all of the things that are needed to create the foundation for your house of fitness. Riding this analogy wave all the way to the shore, you have to make sure that the soil beneath your foundation is level, that there's rebar set up to hold the concrete, that the concrete is poured and sets at the right angles and so on. All of these things that you can't see, but if weren't there would cause big problems. And these exercises that you think are silly are the rebar in your foundation. They're the things that make the concrete solid and hold. They're the things that make it so when the rain comes, your foundation doesn't get flooded with water and that the water doesn't destroy what you've created. That when the wind comes, it doesn't blow away. We need to engage in movement patterns that maybe don't appear to be doing anything that most people are unaware are even there or think that matter. They are the root of your fitness plan. And the root of your fitness plan has to include all of the things that go into your foundation to create something stable, to support the house you build. Your fitness is the house that you build on top of that foundation. And with regard to fitness, the foundation that you build upon includes the cement of your mind. It includes the rebar of your spirit. And together, they make the concrete of your body. All of those things have to be in that foundation. And if there's a problem in any one of those areas, if there's a structural weakness in any one of those areas, it's going to create weakness in your foundation and then weakness in the structure that you build on top of it. Weakness in the fitness that you build on top of that foundation. And so the point of this podcast, the point of this community is to help us dig into those places and to ensure each is given attention and support and fit together to create the strongest foundation that we can and then build on that. And when we build on that, when the storms come, we'll persevere because storms will come in life. But when they do, your structure will hold. And if there's damage to a part of the structure, repair may be necessary, but you will still have a structure left to repair. It won't blow your whole house down. It won't blow your whole house down. So while other people or even you are telling you to do more, to do too much, or, you know, to do too little, to do less, what I'm suggesting is that maybe it's not about doing more or less, but it's about doing something different. Shifting your focus from working on the house to working on your foundation for a bit. And we're going to talk about those things. We're going to talk about mental fortitude and shifting mindset. We're going to talk about faith and what it means to you and what role it plays in progressing your fitness program. And I don't mean any specific faith, but what it is that you believe. What do you believe in that keeps you going when times are rough? Are you leaning into that area? 
We're going to talk about it. And we're going to talk about community, how building and being a participant of that community can help you along the way. We're going to talk about any and everything that can help you get to where you want to go physically, mentally, and spiritually, because it takes all of those things to build that foundation of fitness. If it deals with it, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about functional fitness. We're going to talk about your nutrition and what you consume. And that doesn't just mean what you eat. Because let me tell you, you'd be surprised at the things that you're consuming in your everyday life that you don't even think about. And it affects your fitness. It's having an effect upon your ability to maintain the fitness that you desire. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about new ways of doing things. We're going to talk about the old way of doing things. We're going to talk about all of that. Let me tell you, people, there's so much that we're going to talk about. How to let go of what isn't helping you anymore. Those things, people, places that that aren't for you anymore. And how to replace what was removed with things that can work for you. How to set some things down temporarily so you can circle back up and pick them up later. Because carrying them right now, the load is too heavy. They're too heavy. And sometimes we even know that, but we're still carrying it. And when we reach our failure, when we're at our failure point, you know, that one rep max, that sometimes means that we need to put it down, breathe, take a breath, and then pick it back up when you've recovered, right? So you can do another rep. But if you try to push through at that moment, you're going to fail and you're going to hurt yourself. So maybe that means that when we're carrying that heavy load, we know we got to put that thing down for a minute and circle back around later. And we're going to talk about all of it, all of it. We're going to talk about it with professionals in the field and with other people who have experienced it. So sometimes you might be listening in and thinking, hmm, I'm not exactly sure what this has to do with fitness. Because let me tell you, friends, it's going to be different. It's going to be a different way but it's a way that works. And I'm on this journey myself again, as I work my way back to baseline after yet another injury. And you know what, I'm gonna be super transparent. I mean, you know, super transparent right now. I feel uncomfortable, incredibly uncomfortable in my body because, you know, at the moment, it's not my baseline and it causes me physical pain and discomfort. It's physically uncomfortable and it's painful And quite frankly, it is not something that I want to get comfortable with because it's not who I am and it's not where I'm supposed to be. And so I want you to ask yourself if where you're sitting right now is where you know in your gut is where you're at and you're going to stay, if that's where you're cool with because that's who you are. And if it is, then great. Go be that person. Be that person to the best of your ability. But if you are sitting there thinking, this isn't me. This is not, uh, there's something that I can feel that's out of alignment. Something that I need to shift to get back to where I'm supposed to be. If that's you, then I I hope that you'll join me here because I know that I wanna be in the optimal condition that I'm supposed to be at my baseline and I want that for you too. For us to get as close to it if not to it, as close to it as possible. So if you also feel this way, know that I get it. Know that I understand. And understand also that this program, this method, it does not stop life from happening. It doesn't stop the storm from coming. 
It doesn't stop damage from being done to your structure. It won't stop you from maybe falling off the path again or being injured because nothing can stop that. But what it does do is give you a way back and it's giving me a way back. And I'm going to be working the program, rebuilding my foundation over the next 12 weeks before I move into a different stage of the journey back to my baseline. And I hope that you come along. For any of you out there who are looking for a way back, who are looking for a bridge over the gap between being released from your doctor to resume normal activity and your baseline, to get in that gap. And as I build a bridge out, feel free to build with me and let's walk that journey together. I'm reminded along the way to be kind to myself and to recognize that this is not about me not prioritizing it or not wanting it enough. It's about me having a situation, this pain that I have to adapt to and overcome. It's a situation that I need to adapt to and overcome. And in doing so, I need to give myself grace that I'm where I am and I can move through it to where I want to go. And I can do it by being kind to myself and speaking life over my journey. And so can you. And if this episode resonated with you, please comment, review, and subscribe to this podcast. I appreciate your feedback. And I want to thank you for joining me today and tuning in to another episode of Redefining Fitness with Sass Factor Fitness, a space where you can reconnect to yourself, restore your inner athlete, and fulfill your fitness potential after injury, illness, or other life events had other plans. Until next time, this is Sin with Sass Factor Fitness reminding you to mind your matters.